It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 145 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story, once a vaccine is developed, there's a chance it won't help the most vulnerable, elderly people and those with compromised immune systems. So drug companies are working on new ways to treat COVID and hoping to protect the very people vaccines may not. But first, Here's what happened in virus news today. Tokyo confirmed 258 new cases of the virus. Japan is facing a resurgence of COVID-19. The country had contained its initial wave of COVID-19 earlier this year. But now, infections that were first concentrated in the capital have spread to other urban areas. Regions that went for months without cases have become new hotspots. The patient demographic in this new wave has changed, too. The virus was first spreading among younger people who were less likely to get seriously ill. Now, it's expanding to the elderly. That's a major concern in the country with the world's oldest population. In the U.S., Talks to break an impasse over a new virus relief package have become increasingly urgent. Millions of jobless Americans were left without additional aid after Republicans and Democrats failed to reach a deal on a new stimulus package. The Senate is scheduled to leave for an extended break on Friday. The parties remain far apart on some of the biggest sticking points, including extending the supplemental $600 a week that has kept many unemployed people from falling into poverty. Meanwhile, the White House is exploring whether President Donald Trump can act on his own to extend the benefits and eviction protection, according to people familiar with the matter. Finally, The World Health Organization says the U.S. can still fight the spread of the disease. Maria Van Kerkhove, the WHO's chief epidemiologist on COVID, said that by staying home and wearing masks, the country can still change its catastrophic infection trend. And now for today's main story. The drug company Eli Lilly is about to start testing its COVID-19 antibody drug in nursing homes. Vaccines may not work as well on elderly people or those with compromised immune systems. 
since these are the very groups most at risk for severe disease or death if they contract the coronavirus, a successful antibody treatment could have a marked effect on lowering the pandemic's death toll. I talked to reporter Riley Griffin about the new drug and the promise of antibody treatments. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Tell us a little bit about Eli Lilly and Company's so-called antibody therapy. It, it's a little of a lesser known approach to countering COVID-19. So I was hoping you could walk us through it. Yes. So Lilly is co-developing what's known as a monoclonal antibody with a Canadian startup, Absolera Biologics. And these neutralizing antibodies, you may have heard that term before, they're tailored to mimic um, immune responses to the virus. Other companies racing to come up with similar treatments include AstraZeneca and Ver Biotechnology in partnership with GlaxoSmithKline. Um, the best known treatment of this kind is a two antibody cocktail from Regeneron, which actually received a whopping $450 million award from the U.S. government's Operation Warp Speed project to that very end. And so maybe you could talk us through where Lilly stands right now in terms of their clinical trials. Lilly's antibody, which was isolated from one of the very first COVID-19 patients, is now actually going into phase three clinical trials. That's the latest stage of development. And Lilly is taking a single antibody approach. It's hoping that this therapy will work both as a treatment for those with COVID-19, the disease, and as a prophylaxis, which can prevent those from contracting the illness. To that end, Lilly is actually studying the drug in nursing homes where the elderly are at risk of exposure. So in, in a lot of clinical studies that have launched in a similar setting, and there aren't many, but in those that have, the point is if you notice that there's an outbreak in a nursing home, what do you do next? And these studies would ultimately enroll the, the population on the therapy, and you could see who then contracted it thereafter, given it's a population that is so very much at risk. So how does this antibody approach fit into the overall larger landscape of therapeutics and vaccines? Antibody treatments are seen as a complement to vaccines, which may not elicit the necessary immune response when administered to elderly patients or those with compromised immune systems. Um, that's, a, that's a lingering question that we all have is how is any vaccine going to work um, in the elderly, in the immunocompromised, not just among the young, the healthy? 
it's honestly, it's increasingly evident that we're going to need effective treatments for COVID-19 in addition to those inoculations that can prevent against contracting the virus. Though there are 160 vaccines in various stages of development and a handful, of course, in late stage human studies, we don't know how each is going to work in every specific population. We're getting closer and closer to seeing one of those candidates reach the stage in which they could get an emergency use authorization to be deployed to populations like healthcare workers. This is a really historic feat, just thinking about how the industry has mobilized to bring a shot across the finish line in under a year. It's really never been done before. But I want to be clear here that no vaccine candidate yet looks like it could be a silver bullet for squashing the pandemic. There remain these lingering questions about how many doses will be needed, how much immunity they will offer, how durable that immunity will ultimately be, and and what populations they will work to protect. And really, that's all before we get into these other questions of production, distribution, access, and price. So some pharmaceutical industry CEOs who I've been speaking with think that a vaccine may be needed seasonally for the indefinite future if the virus persists, if it mutates, or if we're simply not able to get the herd immunity needed to really crush COVID-19. What does the U.S. government and, in particular, Wall Street, think of this approach? Yeah, so the, the U.S. certainly is deploying capital to that end. We saw the award to Regeneron for its dual antibody approach. Um, They're making investments here like they have with vaccines and through the same Operation Warp Speed effort. We're also seeing the National Institutes of Health working with these companies to conduct studies of monoclonal antibodies and similar antibody therapies. Meanwhile, you asked about Wall Street. Investors really consider this to be an important, quote unquote, plan B um, if the vaccine approach doesn't pan out as it initially hoped, which is quite possible. What? challenges could Lilly or really any of the other producers of monoclonal antibodies have in bringing this treatment to market? Well, manufacturing the antibodies will both be challenging and very costly. Um, Lilly told us just last week that it's likely to spend more than $300 million this year alone on COVID-related R&D and, and manufacturing. Chief Financial Officer Joshua Smiley actually noted that there's quite a limited amount of capacity in this world for this type of manufacturing. So they're currently working to build that out and reconfigure plants so that they can produce more than 100,000 doses before year end. A antibody approach is not like a pill. It's not like a, a small molecule that's, that's fairly cheap and, and can be done in mass. It's a very complex technology that is costly and There are going to be lingering questions about how to price an antibody responsibly should one come to market, but also how you reach that scale and do so quickly if one should prove successful in the clinic. You know, it's a historic feat that we're seeing vaccines and therapeutics reach late stage trials and get closer to securing an emergency use authorization that would allow us to to move these, these important pharmaceutical products to healthcare workers, to frontline workers, and then beyond. Um, We're seeing the U.S., the U.K., Japan reach deals to secure doses of these products should any prove successful in the clinic. 
But ultimately, broader success will mean more than crossing a finish line. It will mean we as a society have the wherewithal to produce, to provide, to pay to protect ourselves from COVID-19 and any other viruses that could one day come. That was Riley Griffin. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gospure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Riley Griffin. Original music by Leo Citrin. Our editors are Francesca Levy and Rick Shine. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What could you do if your data was working for you? and not against you. With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.